Father God, we can sing of your love forever. And Father, we exalt you today. We exalt you with our lives. We exalt you with our families, our community, our schools. Father, we ask for more of you right now. Father God, we pray for the Kelderman family as they, the passing of Betty Lou. We pray for the Taylor family and the passing of Bob. Father, we pray for the Vermeer family and the passing of Bob. Father, we pray for the Vanderlees family and the passing of Logan. Father, we thank you that they are now sitting at your throne, exalting you in glorious ways, but our heart still is broken on this side of heaven, Father. May there be peace that surpasses understanding. Father, may you open our hearts to the message that you want us to hear today from you. Father, may we pray the prayer that you have taught your disciples. And the words are up on the screen if you do not know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You can take a seat. Well, for those that have been with us for a while, we're on the third week of our um, series called What Can We Do? And today we're gonna be focusing on outward. Blessed to bless, blessed to bless. And so as I was in deep contemplative thought about this service and I'm, I'm in my space, the word that the Lord kept giving to me is what's behind your fridge? No joke, no joke. Like I'm sitting here, I'm praying and like all I can hear is what's behind your fridge? So put that slide up there. So I don't know about you, um, but my, have any of you ever like moved? You ever, you know, got a fridge, a new fridge, and you like, you think your kitchen's really clean? You know, you've done your kitchen, you get it all clean, and then all of a sudden you take that fridge out. It's not, it's not real nice back there, right? I mean, there's, I've got, a, honestly, I got a really quick like puking, like, like my gut starts going. I don't know if it's all the smells I've had in Haiti. So I don't even want to think about it of all like the hairballs and mold and little Lego toys and pins that have been kicked under there that, you know, you, oh, that's where that pin went. Um, all that stuff. But the Lord just kept pressing me, what's behind your fridge? And what I mean by that is, is I think a lot of us, as we talk about being outward, and we talk about blessing and blessing other people and the things we want to do outward is that the Lord is saying, man, there is some amazing things, like unbelievable, like it is really, really clean. But as you, the light pushes in the darkness, as we reveal more and more, sometimes we start to see what's behind that fridge. And we can take that one of two ways. We can either say, ugh, that's really gross. I can't believe that was in my house. Like I thought it was clean. Or you can say, I am thankful 
that today I got to see behind that fridge and now I get to clean that out to get rid of it. Okay, so as we've been praying, and go to the next slide, as a group is, we've been praying for the Lord to push out the darkness. And I want us to go to Ephesians 4.25 is the message for today. Okay, so that's, that's, a, that's the message for today. And for those that's in the Bible, and it's just, it's this one verse that we're gonna focus on in Ephesians. Um, it is on page 1158. So it says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. And for some of us, we see that fridge situation and we think, oh, it's all the yucky stuff. Like speaking truthfully means only bad. But sometimes truthfully actually means the good things. It means, oh, like I am actually a child of God and I can sit in that. That is the truth. I am doing a great work. I am going to sit in that truth. I am being a blessing to these people. I'm going to sit in that truth. Sometimes we need to see that. Other times, maybe we're in a season where the Lord is revealing more and more. And you are like, oh, I see this. But instead of saying, oh, I'm so ashamed. I'm so sorry. Being like, I see this. Now I know. Now I can do. Now I know, now I can do, now I can clean that up. I am so thankful that the Lord is revealing this to me because we are part of one body. We are part of Christ's body and each one of us, he's revealing more and more and he wants us to see the truth. So this picture up, up on the screen was taken uh, about a week ago. I was climbing the Quandary Mountain in Colorado. I did not take this photo because I was like this. <sighs> And no joke, like my lungs still hurt. Like a week later, my lungs still hurt. I am not in the best of shape. I know it might look like with this body that I'm in this great shape, but it's not true. <laughs> I am no Eric Recker, all right? I am no Eric Recker. <laughs> um, and, but what was awesome about this picture is on the left is the sun coming up. So we were above the tree line and we took off early in the morning. And so the sun is breaking through. At the same time on the right, that's the moon. That's a, that's a, that was the super moon that you could see. And you could see this moment where the light was breaking into the darkness and you could reveal this. And what it revealed to me was, my goodness, we climbed a lot of rocks. There's a lot of rocks back there. And I didn't even see it because I was in darkness and literally I had a head flashlight. All I was seeing was this path. But the beauty of God shone through and it showed me all these rocks that we had climbed and we had gone through those rocks and it was amazing. So next slide. So sometimes we don't always like what we see. And so to prep me for this message, I actually called Greg Ebeling, who's the superintendent of the Pella Public Schools, and I just said, hey, Greg, we've been doing this for a while. What's one thing you would like me to share with the congregation? Uh, and he said, this is exactly where he says, Tim, I want you to tell them to continue to be faithful because we as a district, there are some amazing things happening. There are some, I mean, our student ministry like these kids are phenomenal. Our students that are coming out are phenomenal. Some of the teachers we have are phenomenal. But what usually gets the headlines? It's, it's the things that aren't always the best, right? And here's the thing is he says, we've gone through some things where I'm not super happy with it, but I am so, I am so happy that God revealed the darkness so that we can deal with it so that we can now bring that to light. 
So don't grow weary of that. Don't continue to grow weary of the light of being shown in this darkness. Continue to pray for that. So go to the next, the next slide. So church family in Colossians 4.2, don't be weary in prayer. Continue to pray. Keep at it. Watch for God's answers. And remember, be thankful for when they come. Okay? We cannot grow weary of continuing to bless and bless particularly through prayer. Keep at it. Watch for God's answers and remember to be thankful for when they come. So that's the what behind the message, okay? Pray for light to break through the darkness, for darkness to be revealed, and for us to stand firm in the light so that the Lord can work through us, so that we then can be witnesses within that light. So now I am, in the great words of Leonard Skinner, a simple man, Okay, I, there's not much like complexity to me, you know. For me, I'm a brand. If you know my family, you see what you get. Like my dad, I mean, he just, you knew exactly where he stood on pretty much everything. It just flowed down into me too. So like, I, I, I think of this, I'm like, okay, so that's the what, but now where's the where? How do we do this? So we want light in the darkness. We want to bring blessing to places that need, that we want to bring our blessing to places that need blessed. So where do we do that at? And, and I'm a big acts person. So I've dedicated most of my life to doing outward ministry uh, in places. And so I land on Acts 1.8. So if you look at Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So first of all, there's power that the Lord will give you so none of us have to do this on our own. When we go bless, it isn't because of our own strength, it's because what God has done through us and the power comes to us. So if you are worried about, well, I don't know exactly how to bless people. I don't know what that means. Just understand, when you submit to God, he will work through you, the power will come upon you, and he will be in you to go be that blessing. But the second thing is that you will be a witness. Okay, so a witness means I have viewed something that's already been done. Christ has gone before us. Christ has already done this. We, in turn, are the witnesses, but the witnesses play a huge part of this because what do witnesses do? They stand in front of the court and they tell the jury what they've seen and the people make decisions based upon not what was done, but the witness's testimony. So we have power that comes to us to be that witness testimony to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I'm gonna go through the four parts of where I think this is. And the first part is in Jerusalem, okay? In Jerusalem, and what I say that is, is Jerusalem is in your family. That could be your immediate family. That could be your extended family. That could be your church family. But these are people that are like you, that you are physically around and that honestly live with you 24 seven. Okay, these are the people you can't pull the wool over their eyes because they see you all the time. But for some of us in our family, we need to bless those around us with prayer. We need to be steadfast in prayer. Some of us need to bless our families by committing to praying for them over and over and over again. There's an event that, go to the next slide, that we're gonna do as a church family, and that's to be a, a church of prayer, 24-7 prayer. So in September, we're gonna do a lighthouse prayer where we're gonna launch this. 
Okay, we're gonna launch this for our church family. We're gonna launch it within our own families. And I encourage you to sign up to be part of this time of dedicated prayer. Okay, pray for your family. Pray for your church family. For some of us, we need to bless our family with being present. Some of us, we're here physically, but we're not here mentally or spiritually. Be present for your family. Your kids need you. Your wife, your husband, your spouse need you. Some of you need to bless your family by serving. Either serving them or serving with them. I think too many times, and I'm probably the biggest culprit of this, you put on the hat where I'm gonna go serve and I leave them behind because I'm gonna go out and do this. And the end of the day is God is saying, you know what? Invite them along. Take them with you. Bring them into the story. The only way they learn is through watching you. Bring them into the story. And for those that have a little bit more gray hair on our head, or if you're, that's the lucky part. If you're blessed with the gray hair as opposed to the no hair, your time isn't done. Because here's what I can tell you. I'm a 43-year-old man. I've got a 14 and a 12-year-old daughter. I don't know how to parent my kid all the time. And you generation that have gone before us, you are the lighthouse that's in front of me that I navigate towards. Grandpas and grandmas, you are the navigational beacon for these kids that are lost at sea of culture right now. Don't forget the role you play. Be present in their life. Jerusalem. Judea. So I classify Judea as like people, like region. So outside your family, but like people, like region. And if you haven't watched the news lately or anything else or been around for probably the last, I don't know, 10 plus years, um, our schools, public, private, homeschool, whatever you want to say for this generation, it is different than it was 30 years ago. The complexity of what everybody is navigating from students to teachers to families to principals to administrators, like it is different than where it was before. And we as a church family, we as brothers and sisters in Christ need to support our body of believers by coming around all the people and we need to pray for our administrators. We need to pray for our teachers. We need to pray for our students. We need to pray for our families. They need us right now, okay? Go to that next slide. So we are inviting you as a church congregation to be part of Bless to Bless Sunday today right now. A lot of times when we talk, we're like, oh, that was great if I could do that, you know, in the future. Well, the future is now. The future is today. We want you to get involved today. Clayton's gonna talk a little bit more about this, but today we have the opportunity from when we leave this building to physically go out to spaces that our students, our teachers, our administrators, our families will be entering into. If you don't have a, a, a church or a, a school in particular that, that you call home, ask the Lord to reveal one to you. And the thing is, this also applies to all you families that are homeschooling. Homeschooling is no joke. 
think anyone that went through COVID knows that, like, you know what? Being home with your kids all day, being teacher and parent, yeah, that's not the easiest thing either. So we need blessings around all of this. We need to be a church that's committed to praying and being with our people, like people, like region. These are people we interact with every day, every day. And we have the opportunity to be a blessing. So now Samaria. So if you haven't, oh, I, I classify Samaria as non-region, but still more like us. Okay, so they're not necessarily right in us. We don't interact every day, but they're still within reach because Samaria was, it, it, actually, if you go all the way back, they, they actually came out of Abraham, but then they, there was a break. And so they were near Jerusalem and Judea, but they were different. And the Jews didn't like them at all. They didn't want to even do anything with them. But Christ said, no, we're going to walk through there. We're going to do this. And so they went out to them. And if you... Right now, our world is becoming more and more tribal every day because of fear. Fear is permeating our culture, meaning if someone doesn't look like me, if someone doesn't talk like me, if someone doesn't act like me, if someone doesn't share my same beliefs on politics or education or even religion, all those things, then I don't want to be with them. I am against them, okay? And it's hurting everybody. Walls are being built the antidote to that is to love. When Christ came down from heaven to earth, he sat and he ate with people that didn't look like him, think like him, act like him, and he built bridges instead of walls. And he spent time with them. And why did he do that? Because he wanted to be in relationship. True love can only happen in relationship. And so we, as in many hands, is a, and I'm the CEO of many hands, we are an outreach, a ministry, a partner of Third Church. So as Third Church goes, so we go. We are partnered together. And one of the BHAGs that we had, and, and BHAG, for those that don't know, stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. Okay, BHAG. It's fun to say, BHAG, BHAG, BHAG. So anyway, BHAG. Um, we had a BHAG that we wanted to be a regional blessing to have everybody in the room. Because what we're seeing is like, not everyone gets in the room right now. People that aren't like us aren't getting in the same rooms. So how do we get people in the same rooms? And so we partnered with a man named Eric uh, Jenis. And Eric is a world-class composer. He's played in Carnegie Hall. He's played in like with the Czech Republic National uh, Symphony. But instead of going to Carnegie Halls, he spent his whole life dedicated to going to prisons and to rehab centers and to public schools and to homeless shelters and to at-risk children. And he brings in people from Juilliard, strings, opera singers, and he puts on an amazing hour-plus performance and he tells stories of what he's seen and he brings back dignity and hope in love and the people that need to hear, we love you, we're inviting you to the table. Come be part of it. And the crazy thing about music is you feel music before you hear music. If you've ever been around a great bow player, like that vibration of that bow, you will feel that before you hear the note. And it gives us a common ground to stand upon. So frankly, I am 
scared to death of this because we've committed to 15 concerts over seven days from Cedar Rapids to Iowa City to Des Moines to Pella to Newton, lots of places, lots of concerts to do this, to go to these dark places of the world and to bring light. And frankly, we need places for people to plug in. So we need prayer around this. And I invite you to pray for us. We need hospitality. Eric said to me, he's like, hey, I don't want you to spend money on a hotel. Like go bless people with the money. Have me stay at people's homes. So I need to house his musicians in people's homes. We need people to come feed us. We literally go from concert to concert to concert, sometimes doing three to five concerts a day. And we need fed between there. So there's people with an amazing gift of hospitality. We need people to set up and tear down. The other thing that we're gonna do is on October 30, which is a Sunday night at six o'clock, Eric's gonna come here. Because I also felt very strongly that our congregation, us as third church, we need a touch of what he's gonna bring today. We need to hear the stories about what he's done in these dark places. Because honestly, we don't always get invited to those spaces a whole lot. He's gonna put on an amazing concert for us and it will be a free will Concert, so you don't have to even worry about paying for it. Just bring your family. So on Sunday, October 6th, or October 30th. And lastly is, is on the ends of the earth. So I qualify this as non-like, non-region. So things that aren't like you and places that you probably aren't necessarily gonna go to. And here's the thing, is that we can't forget that God has a global body of believers. And just like Paul God is asking us to see his people and be his hands and feet. And so I've given my life to spending that with a lot of people in Haiti that look different and sound different. And so we just finished off a project where we went to 20 different families and we just captured their life. We asked their stories. We asked them, what are they hoping for? What are they dreaming about? What's going on? Let's be in your presence. And we, we made quick snippets of that. So I wanna show you one quick video of this. Um, because again, I want to invite you into these are God's people and we need to know their story. Let's cue that video. Et pour famille moi, nous pas en famille qui toi qui toi bagaille nous nous Nous, c'est une famille qui bat. Nous battons. 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 Non, Messia, parce qu'il veut nous voulons marier. Non, Messia, elle était des stènes Oui, moi, je voulais faire ça, mais nous voulons une possibilité. Si nous t'arrêtons, vous êtes à l'école, nous soyons fermés, je vais donner une possibilité. Mais à cause des programmes, ça qui là, nous commençons à faire ça. Moi, mes voisins n'agissent pas parce qu'ils pas comme dans compte. Et puis tout zone dans une zone posée, liée, nous pas dans tête chargée. Tant qu'on a gardé porte presse, on ne pas qu'à dormir la nuit. Moi, je veux voir pour le pays d'Haïti qu'il y a un changement parce qu'on a vu dans le pays, il n'y a pas de l'État. 
Guillaume pour petite moi moi t'arrimé pour bon Dieu qu'embé la ville et pour mini un tout plus grand passé Jean Lia parce que pendant la mini un là les cagu plus rêve moi t'arrimé moi t'arrimé puis et puis la jeune dans mini un tout So I love that video for a multitude of reasons. Number one, she had a quote that says, we are a family that is living on the edge. My mom makes food so we have a fighting chance at life. My friends, there's a lot of people around us that are living on the edge right now. There are a lot of people that are living on the edge. And God's answer to that is you. He will send his power through you to go stand with those on the edge. She also has dreams for her child. People like this aren't that much different than us. She has dreams to be married, to have a family. She has dreams to send her kid to school for God to protect her child. That sounds pretty similar, right? She believes she's in community and she knows she's not alone. Right, we're all in community too, right? We're all part of the body of Christ and she's not alone. And the one that just like, for me was just right in my heart was at the end and she said, I have a dream for many hands to grow because as they grow, my dreams can grow with them. And my friends, that's, that's the dream of the disciple. As Christ comes into more of us, he makes us new creations. He transforms us. The old is gone, the new has come. We are new beings in Christ and he does a great work in us and he grows and he stretches us. And as we grow and as we stretch, the Lord comes behind us and he uses us in our brokenness and our our finiteness, but somehow the Lord of the universe uses us to go be his hands and feet. And as we grow, others grow with us. Gosh, that's amazing that the Lord of the heaven and the earth would do that through us. And so I pray today that generosity is ignited in you to go be a blessing. Be generous with your time, treasure, talents, and relationships. If you've ever been around generous people, you know that they just ooze generosity. Like goodness just kind of flows out of them. Like you just want to be around them because they're sticky. And they, when you touch them, they stick on you. You've got a little bit more of them that you can't get off. And I pray that today as a body, a congregation, we can become sticky people, that generosity looks different through us as we bless the world. Because in this, it doesn't say... Jerusalem or Judea or Samaria or the ends of the earth. It's an and. Don't put a limit on what God can do. He can work through each one of us. It's an and statement, not an or statement. Some of us today need to be bold. Quit playing small for God. Step out in faith. The Lord of heaven and earth will come and meet you. He will come inside of you and the power of Christ will work through you. Be bold. Some of us today need to bless the world with resources. You have been incredibly blessed. Incredibly blessed. And it's not just for you. 
Some of us need to be blessed with faithfulness. Some of you have been incredibly faithful. And frankly, you're looking around at me like, I am tired right now. And I pray that God blesses you to continue that, that path because what's coming behind you, you have no idea of. For some of you, you need to get on the path. And you're sitting here, you're like, I'm so far from the path, I can't even see the path anymore. Where did it even go? But here's the great news. Lord in his mercy will says, all you need to do is stop, you turn around and you take one step towards me and I will meet you. And one step towards me and I will meet you. And one step towards me. And pretty soon, guess what? You're back on the path. That's it. And lastly, my charge is that we need to bless the world by stop pretending to be Christians and instead to speak truthfully today about being disciples of Christ. All in, all in, to go out and be a blessing in our world. And he does it through you. There is no other way. It's through you. So as I want to end today, I'm going to do something a little bit crazy, a little bit different, but I think we all can do it. Um, I wrote a prayer uh, through scripture, and, but it does require hand motions. Now, if you were in my sermon last week over there, I did puppets. I'm not going to break out the puppets, all right? There's no puppets today. But at the same point, I believe that the Lord has a word for you and he wants to do this. And part of activating to be in the kingdom is that you physically do. And so part of today is let's physically do together. So I'll ask you all to stand. And the motions are going to go, and I'll tell you, cue you. Okay, I want your hands in a fist like this to start with, and then we're gonna go hands out. And then we're gonna go um, hands like this, and then we're gonna go out, and I'll cue you. And then we're gonna go hands like this, and then we're gonna go hands up, okay? So I will pray, hands out of fist like you're gonna fight. Father God, I've been fighting since the day I was born. Fighting to prove myself. Fighting to fit in. Fighting to have it my way. I've quarreled with the people you love, the people you created, the people you died for. I've desired to take revenge, to even the score in my turns. My hot temper has led me to sin. Now hands out like this. Today I surrender. Through Christ Jesus, I crucify my corrupt nature. I ask to live in peace. Surrendering to you my malice revenge, and hate. If my enemy is hungry, may I feed him. And if he is thirsty, may I give him a drink, as you have commanded. May my fight be one of faith to complete the race, surrendering to your love to cover my sins. Now hands out in a fist, straight ahead. Jehovah Jireh, for too long I've held too tightly to the things of this world. I've coveted in the darkness of my heart, withholding the blessing given through me to others. I've been stingy with my resources. I've sought comfort in holding the things of this world instead of holding to your promises of the things to come. Now release that straight out flat. Today I surrender my greed and trade it for a spirit of generosity. And as you have abundantly given me, may I give to others. You clothe the mountainside in splendor and even provide for the sparrow. May I trust your promises and use my open hands to receive 
and freely give your blessing to those around me. Now arms crossed. Abba Father, my unwilling spirit has kept me watching the world around me. Fear has consumed me, paralyzing me to move. Laziness has crept in, focusing on comfort and ease. My spirit has moved to judging, more concerned on winning and losing than loving. Arms held high. Today I lift my arms to you in praise. Your love has set me free. Pierce my heart of distraction to love others as you have loved me. May I run the race you have given me. Fear has no hold on me as I focus on the mighty creator of heaven and earth. For if you are for me, who can be against me? May your light fall fresh on me to push back the darkness. Let me not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. Today I step forward to be part of your kingdom work to bring heaven to earth. Amen.